Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Mm-hmm. And it's time to visit our Twitter account at Pickley underscore Murata. See what's happening, what's percolating. And here to take us through it, as always. Well, not as always. She wasn't here yesterday or the day before, but now yeah. she's back. As sometimes. Yeah. Here she is. Sometimes she's here. Sometimes she's not. Sarah yeah. Cazell. Take it away, Sarah. Hi, everyone. All right. We're on Twitter. I'm glad you're back. Thank you for, so much. For the record, well, I'm glad you're back. Somebody had to say it. Thank yeah. you so much, Vince. I will not forget that. Tim, Jarrett, forget you two. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Nobody is more glad you're back than I am. I'm glad you're back. Sure, why not? Ooh. <laughs> you I really felt pull? that, Tim. Thank you so much. <laughs> you you know I love you. Well, no, because <laughs> the first day when she wasn't here, yeah. I had to do everything, and it's way... Look, nobody loves themselves more than me. <laughs> yes. It was way too much me on the show that day, because to do all of my normal shenanigans, plus the, uh, <laughs> the updates, the social studies, the reboot, too much Jarrett. I wish we everybody could have seen Jarrett's face as he said, the line, nobody loves themselves more than I love me. I love and appreciate that. uh, So welcome back, Sarah. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata at Bickley underscore Murata. Let's start in the NBA. Uh, The Suns have seen two of the best players in the league this week. Luka Doncic with the Mavericks on Monday and then Jason Tatum with the Celtics on Wednesday. And then uh, tonight, we assume that Zion Williamson is going to be a huge superstar. Maybe not quite yet, but uh, just superstar after superstar after dang near superstar. Of these three options, guys, who are you choosing to build a team around? Devin Booker. Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum. Zion is not in that group. That's a very good question. Way to go, Jarrett. And I'm trying. I to almost was going to include Zion. I thought he'd finish a distant fourth just because yeah. of the injury stuff. I think so. Yeah, I think I think that was the right call to leave him out. And it's hard to erase the the obvious homer factor and the obvious recency bias. Yes, where both other stars destroyed him, and the obvious hatred for one of the three choices. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Vinny. It's your show. I'm going to break the tie. I'll pick Jason Tatum. Who I think of the three is further away from his ceiling still. Even Ooh, though he's... That's scary. He's the youngest of... No, he's not younger than Luca, is he? But Luca's Luca. He's not going to add much to his game. I'm picking Tatum. So people don't call me a homer. Jason Tatum is 24. Luca is 23. Yeah. Baby, 23. I know. Oh, boy. (laughs) Who are you going with, Tim Ring? I'm going to go with Jason Tatum as well. Okay. Two votes for Jason Tatum as the guy you start your team with. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I would vote for, too. Uh, Devin Booker, though, 50% of the vote. Oh, you homers! (laughs) Coming from Vince Morata, that's hilarious. 26% voted for Jason Tatum. 25% voted for Luka Doncic. Ooh, and it's moving. Luka just picked up a couple percentage points. We will keep an eye on that. Uh, George Alper says, this is such a homer poll. Tatum will win multiple titles before Book gets one. Oh, and Luca will never win one. I wish I were wrong about Booker, but I'm not. Do you guys agree with that? Multiple titles. Winning titles, though, is not a solo accomplishment. It's not, but you get a lot of credit when you're the the best player on those multiple title winners. Yep. Do you think that'll be true? 
with multiple rings for Jason Tatum before Devin Booker gets one. Is anybody going to disagree with George? He can see the future. <laughs> I mean, his, his no, I'm not going to say that. I don't know. George Devin, cannot be denied. Let's, let me, let's just again point out the Celtics are are following the exact they are. trajectory they are. that the Suns did. Yeah, Chris a surprising run to the yep. finals. Yes. They blew a lead in the finals. In fact, their record is exactly the same. Through running away with it the next season. Plus. We'll see what happens yeah. by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, Matt McKenzie says, I'd build a circus around Luca, that clown. What else do we have? I'm guessing there will be a little homerism in this poll, says Daylight Films, but watching Jason Tatum in last year's playoffs was pretty dang impressive. Yes. Luca is a freak. He doesn't play any defense. All three are solid cornerstones to build with. Yeah, I agree right. with that. Let's get to our next question. The Arizona Cardinals, they return from their bye on Monday against the New England Patriots. That's going to be at State Farm Stadium. Give us an adjective, guys. Because earlier you said uh, Belichick used the word explosive, right? Right? And you said that's not the adjective I would use to no. describe. So so we're going to ask for the adjective now. What adjective would you use to describe the Cardinals' offense this year? There's so many. How many can you say on the radio? All of them. Okay. I can say whatever I want on the radio. There's just repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, underachieving. Anemic. Anemic. That's a good one. Need a little bit more iron in the diet. That's right. You could say inconsistent, but that would that would lead one to believe that at times they were very, very good. Yes. And I'm not sure we ever saw very, very no, good. No, I think they've been consistent. consistent. They've been consistent, just consistently underachieving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's run through a few responses, adjectives to describe the Cardinals' offense. We have lackluster. We have inept. We have molasses, which I believe is a noun. We have Kingsburyed. Ooh, That's Kingsburyed. Molasses-y. Of molasses. Molasses. Molasses-like. Undisciplined, sputtering, apathetic. Scarecrow, says S'more Cart. Sure. Did you say predictable already? That no, was a good one. I have not. Disappointing is probably the best Hold one. on, I'm still reading one. Scarecrow. He says, sure, it's not an adjective, but is that really an offense? Predictable, doesn't move much, and can only work against lesser-minded creatures. Also loves to wear overalls. <laughs> Uh, and then Lindsay Rates says, what offense? Pandemonious. Final answer. Wow. Pandemonious. Great, great word, Lindsay. Great, great word, Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vince, early in the show, shared the struggle of reading all of the end of year top 10 listicles. Mm -hmm. uh, and did you say you didn't know a single song on the top 10 songs? I had heard of some of the artists, but couldn't place any song by title. Okay. Maybe I've heard them and I just don't know. Them. You're not aware of Probably it. Probably yeah. not, though. I'm The number one song on the list, I would be shocked if you hadn't heard it. I'll, I'll send you the link. Okay. Uh, so that leads to this question. The best decade for music. What was it and what were the best songs from that decade? Oh, man. I have a feeling I know where Tim Ring's going on this one. Yeah? I have a feeling I know where Vince Morata's going with this one. <laughs> but, that, the, yeah, my predictable answer is the, the, 80s. the 80s. But, but it, the 80s is also the decade of some of the worst music ever made. Yeah. it's For me, it's very hot and cold, but the, the hot gives it the edge for me. Best songs from the 80s? Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to oh, Have sure. Fun. Absolutely. Vince's Captain Llewellyn Anthem, yeah. What do you 
you think, Tim? I mean, I, 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 I got to go back to the 70s. It was the era of the best bands, the best rock music. Freedom rock, man! No, not freedom rock. I mean, ACDC. Drifted into the 80s Wait a little a bit. I thought Bickley was gone. Yeah, <laughs> well, those Midwestern guys all, yeah. I hate talking about music because you're inevitably going to have somebody in his car going, oh! It's all just what you grew up with also. Right. Yeah. And it's it, to me, it's the 90s, but it's only the first half of the 90s. Because the second half of the 90s is the rise of the boy band... And the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and those all kind, that kind of music. And that that's I, why the second half of the '90s is the best right. era of music. <laughs> when I grew, when I was first getting into music, it was the grunge music, yeah, you know, that, and the alternative rock and the gangster rap and all that stuff of the early '90s. I mean, what about 1987? Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, which might be the best rock song of all time. Oh, like I could wow, make that wow. case. But there's probably people listening going, oh, that sucks. I, I can't believe that. That's Tim so cringe. That yeah. sucks. It's cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's garbage. All right. I don't have time to get to everybody's responses, but there are a lot of great uh, song suggestions, band suggestions on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. And very quickly checking in on yesterday's Mock My World. Y'all drafted the best things about Boston, as far as I could tell. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Some of us did. Close. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close right now. Tim Ring, you've got 30.4% of the vote. Okay. Zach Larson, who was in for me yesterday, has 30% of the vote. Wow. Jarrett Carlin, 26%. Vince, you've got 14 So we Where's have... all my baked beans people at? Wait, where are my beans, beans people at? <laughs> uh, where are my baked bean beaners? Where's where my baked beaners at? <laughs> Who's having a bean night tonight? Come on. Oh, a bean night. We do love a bean night on this show. Uh, one hour left in voting. Again, on Twitter, epically underscore Murata. Will it be Tim Ring? Will it be Zach Larson? Yeah, right now. It's, it, the, the poll is moving. 30.9, 29.7. One hour to go. The league got drama. extends. Hey! Fenway Park. Fenway Park is going to pull me through. Social studies every uh, morning at uh, 9 o'clock on Twitter. At Bickley underscore Murata. Coming up next, some uh, Cardinals thoughts heading into the weekend before their Monday night showdown with the New England Patriots. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata. Mornings timmering in for Bick. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. This team has gone through a lot of players. I mean, there are some players like um, Hopkins, as an example, that, okay, he was out, but you kind of know what his role is going to be when he's back, and that's what it's been. So I think he's been the most targeted receiver in the league since he's been back, which is about what you expect. Uh, but then they've certainly had a lot of other, um, uh, you know, Changes in personnel, particularly on the offensive line, that it's a little hard to tell exactly, you know, if they got settled, exactly how it would go. Um, and, and they are in various degrees of, you know, players out, players coming back, and you know, how, how that would work. So, yeah, they have, they have gone through a lot of players for sure. Don't you want to run through a wall for that guy, Tim? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. The most successful football coach of all time. And, you know, there's a stereotype of the rah-rah, real inspirational type football coach. And he is the exact polar opposite. You ever see the movie The Birdcage? 
Long time ago. There's a scene where Gene Hackman is he plays a senator and he's telling a story, and it's just so monotone that it just Robin Williams just freezes. That's what every time Bill Belichick talks, it reminds you of just this meandering monotone. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I think I guess he's like that all the time in real life. Yeah, he must be. No, he can't be like that. You ever like, like with his family? Like Bill Belichick, the, the life right. of that, the party. That wasn't him being like you know adversarial with the media, which he is sometimes. He give short answers and monotone answers. That was him giving a real hey. answer, and it was still just yeah, so no. low energy. And hey, uh, where, where do you guys want to go to dinner tonight? <laughs> Should we go to uh, Applebee's? Oh, 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 it's uh, Christmas. Yeah. Santa Claus. Happy anniversary, uh, honey. Maybe after the season we go to Cub. I love you more than words can say. I don't don't care. Should we go to Greece? That's fine. (laughs) We're we're on to Rome. His point is... (laughs) His point is valid. The Cardinals have used 77 different players uh, this year. Just uh, concluded social studies, the question about what adjective would you describe to use the Cardinals offense, and all of them were negative, and some people did say, hey, you got to look at this offensive line and how beat up it is, and yes, that's a fact, but again, good teams overcome, and this team hasn't overcome that to any large degree. Now, I did do some some number crunching on the offensive line. Um as a response, basically, uh, earlier in the week that I had read from a lot of people talking, you can't win with this offensive line. Well, they almost beat the Chargers with that offensive line. They ran for 180 yards against the Chargers with that offensive line, and they gave up one sack in that game. There's other things that are plaguing this offense right now. But on the offensive line, they've only had three players total play more than 50% of the snaps this year on the line. Calvin Beecham, who's been the rocket right tackle, has played 98.96%. Will Hernandez has played 66.98%, and DJ Humphreys has played 66.63. Billy Price, a guy who is not even on the roster to begin the season, Mm -hmm. with 412 snaps, 47.74%, is fourth on that list. So yes, it's valid. But part of being a winning team is building depth on the line. You can't expect the line to get through an entire season unscathed and... You know, that's where it's not just about the performance. It's about the coaching. It's about the scouting. It's about the, the, the front office, uh, the job that they're doing and recognizing and acquiring the depth that makes it possible to overcome these injuries that have plagued the Cardinals. Well, I don't think anybody would have depth to maybe overcome four starters being out. So, no. But that's... But go back this, to this. this, this uh, don't, don't, don't take my response to disagreeing with you, Vinny, because, yes, you need depth on the offensive line to survive injuries. There's no question about it. Have they taken a severe hit on the offensive line? Absolutely. Have they taken a severe hit when it comes to Ertz and then Hollywood missing time and, and Rondell Moore seemingly always in the training room? Absolutely. Yeah, they've had a tough year injury-wise. But to your point, they almost beat the Chargers. You have to, at times, find a way. Yes. but it, They almost beat the Vikings. They almost beat the Eagles. All those games were, were, were winnable games. But to me, it's, it's also it's the way that they've played at times. The sloppy football, the operational issues. 
the mistakes that seem to plague this team that prevents them from playing winning football, looking sharp. Wasted timeouts. Wasted timeouts. And then... Penalties. Can we also go back to when you talk... We're also going back to... Is the coaching staff all that it should and could be, right? Uh You also have to go back to the collapse of last year and go back to the collapse of the year before. Absolutely. When all you had to do was beat C.J. Beathard and John Walford to go to the playoffs. And you couldn't do it. But can I can I go back to the offensive line and make one more point? And again, acknowledging full on that this the offensive line has been decimated by injuries. But if you go back to the beginning of the season, when that line was largely together, outside of the first game of the year, Justin Pugh was inactive for that game and Sean Harlow started at left guard. But for the most part, for the first four games, Kansas City, Vegas, the Rams, at Carolina, that line was intact. And they weren't exactly. They were two and two in that stretch, and they were not good offensively. And let's be honest, Vinny, they were lucky they were not one and three. Absolutely. If it weren't for their quarterback, they wouldn't be one and three. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders seemingly thinking the game was over. Which seems to be a trend for them. Yes, <laughs> for the Raiders. Well, yeah, I think they probably had those feelings last night too. Shame on them. They got they got hit again with it. I mean, seriously, and you bring up a great point. That, that that team was 2-2, two and two. you can't take it away. You are what your record says you are. But that team was very fortunate to not be 1-3 and three with essentially their offensive line intact. 13 different guys have played on the line this year. That is an amazing number. Well, their total number of guys played. What it's got to be 70, upwards of seventy-seven. Got, yeah, got to be upwards. Going to say got to be upwards of 80, yeah. 80. So seventy-seven is the tally now. That's got to be the most in the NFL. It, it was for a while. It still is. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a tough year in that regard. It has, um, but it's almost over. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Coming up next, Jared Carlin will lighten the mood. You thought you had a lot of Jarrett earlier in the week. You're getting more of him. Next one, oh, no. yeah, Sports Kebab. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings with uh, Tim Ring in for Bick today here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website now, guys, ArizonaSports.com for today's poll question. Talking about the Suns and the trade deadline. Yes. Uh, how big of a move should the Suns try and make before the trade deadline? They should swing for a big star. They should move the needle for a starting caliber player, but don't go all in. They should make a smaller move, work the margins, or do not make a move. What do you guys think? Um, I think it's got to be a, a, a medium-sized move. they got to get somebody to, to help out the offense, I believe. So my pick of those... Does that B, move the needle? Yeah, I, I think so. For a starting that's, caliber That's how I'm player. feeling in the moment. If you're asking me if Durant can be had without giving up Aiton, I am going after Kevin Durant. So swing for a big star is your answer? Yes. I want to win a championship. That's the best path to a championship. Sue me. Shoot me. Kill me. At me. Oh, don't don't do any of those things. No. Except for maybe suing. You could at me. How about that? <laughs> you could at him. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that one's good. All right. Let's place a vote for the second one. Moving the needle. That is our leading vote getter right now. 53% say the Suns should move the needle for a starting caliber player, but don't go all in. 39% say swing big for a star. 6% say work the margins with a smaller move. 2% say do nothing. 
can't do nothing. That implies that you're not even going to do anything with Jay Crowder. Yeah, absolutely. They better do something with him. Uh, that's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. Thank you, Sarah. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. That's one thing you can do to Tim Ring, Jared, is skewer him. Oh, yeah. With your sharp brand of sports comedy. Oh, baby. <laughs> you said it. He makes mean faces at me back there when he doesn't like what I say. See, you're just like Bickley, too. You're always focusing on the facial expressions of Jared. Don't How look at don't look at him. How, how could you not exactly right, Tim? He's mesmerizing. I can't look away. Yeah, like a car crash. Well, this is the sports kebab. <laughs> it is sports news squares, but unfortunately, you know, not fortunately, 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 we have to start by saying welcome back to a Valley favorite who's been unfairly, unjustly kept away from home for weeks and weeks and weeks, but has finally returned on a day that we never thought we'd see. I'm, of course, talking about the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> anyway, no, 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 no. I, I'm welcome back. Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, was released back to America after nearly 10 months in detainment. After being medically checked and reuniting with family, Griner then checked what other local teams, the Coyotes, the Suns, the Cardinals, have been up to lately and reportedly said, send me back to oh, Russia. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's been strong. Boy. Well, Griner, you know, she's been gone, and she's been especially surprised by what's going on with the Cardinals while she's been away. I mean, that team had playoff aspirations. Griner said, could somebody please show me or tell me what happened behind the scenes to that team? Her wife then showed her this season of Hard Knocks. <laughs> and after watching, Griner said, can somebody please show me or tell me what happened behind the scenes with this team? Oh, <laughs> And the Suns, the Suns, when, it's, it's amazing to think about this, how long she's been gone. When Griner left America, the Suns had the best record in the NBA last season and were ready to make a long playoff run. Oh, no. Think about how much has changed and how much she missed. I mean, unless Griner spent time in Russia looking at a nearby country's farms and fields, she isn't even familiar with the Slovenian hoe. Oh! <laughs> and I reference this the start. <laughs> I reference this the start, but Griner missed the Coyotes' 16-game trip. Or how long was the road trip? 14, 14 games. 14-game trip away from home. My goodness, the Coyotes played more road hockey than Wayne and Garth. <laughs> Game on! Car! Car! Game on! And it's not just all that. Griner missed the ASU coaching change. U of A choking in basketball in the tournament. Ooh. The Diamondbacks season. Oh, boy. Hell, Griner even missed that entire three-week span when America pretended to care about soccer. <laughs> so it's great to have her back. I mean, she went through hell, and I'm so glad that she's released. And speaking of the World Cup, look, America might not be the best in soccer, but over the last couple of years, we certainly lead the world in freed Britneys. Oh, wow. Britney Spears? <laughs> yes. But let's let's go back to some of those local things I brought up because some of these you'll hear in your, you know, on the podcast later, you might get the jokes. Um, 
The Suns are really struggling now. The Suns are struggling, getting blown up by the Mavs and the Celtics back to back. They look so bad and unlike themselves. How bad and unlike themselves did they look? I was searching for a reason. I mean, after those games, I didn't want to see their offensive game plan or defensive stats. I wanted to see the results from their nose swabs. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that Celtics loss happened at Footprint Center, too. I mean, usually road teams can't compete there. I mean, the Suns have sent more losers back home than Deion Sanders on his first day at Colorado. Okay, here we go. And then the Cardinals, they got their own problems coming off a of bye week and getting ready for a matchup with the Patriots on Monday. Now, one of the things to look out for is the defense versus New England's offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. Have you seen this guy, Matt Patricia? No, what does he look like, Jerry? Oh. He looks like if a bear escaped the circus and then broke into a Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Patricia, you've, you've seen him, right? Have you seen what this no. guy looks like? No, he's a huge, like he's a huge guy with a giant beard. I mean, he doesn't look like an offensive coordinator. He looks like a third-round opponent in Street Fighter 2. <laughs> And I say offensive coordinator, but the offense is struggling. I mean, I'm sure when Belichick gave the job to Patricia, he wanted the offense to be as smooth as olive oil. Not just have, you know, the coordinator look like someone who tries to date olive oil. <laughs> Pluto. A little bit of a stretch. Looks like Pluto. From, okay. <laughs> Let's go to Major League Baseball because the... I got it, yeah, Pluto. Brutus, maybe. Brutus or Pluto. Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball, the Yankees re-signed their nearly 31-year-old MVP, Aaron Judge, to a nine-year $360 million deal. Now, this seems like a lot, but think of the money the Yankees will save on building him a statue. Since by the end of the contract, Judge will, Judge will be so slow and stiff, they can just put him in Monument Park. Oh! <laughs> also in baseball, Fred McGriff was elected to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, I heard your tone there, because some people have problem with this, but I think when you compare him to people of his era, you'll think differently. I mean, Mark McGuire was enhanced by steroids. Barry Bonds was enhanced by HGH. Fred McGriff was only enhanced by Tom Amansky. <laughs> Amansky. <laughs> I produced Vin, that. I knew I, pro would. I produced that video clip, by the way, in Chicago. Did the you famous, really? Yes, I did. How wow. about that? Wow. So there you go. That one hit home. That's why you didn't laugh at all at the joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> and finally, finally, we have to lose this sports cabal, but we get in with big movie note news as the long-awaited blockbuster Avatar 2 finally comes out oh, next yay, week. Cool. Yeah. The film well the film's getting great reviews, Sarah. Oh. Yeah. Well, except for one person. Uh, Kanye West has been bad-mouthing the film all day after mishearing someone say that the movie was full of bluish people. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> Jared, I speak for everybody when I say yeah. that kebab was as smooth as olive oil. Thank you. Yes, you, know that, you know that old saying. Hey, yes. extra virgin, too. Am I right? How did we ever come up with that? Where did that saying begin, <laughs> smooth as olive oil? I don't know. It, be, it began about six minutes ago. <laughs> Jared Carlin with the Sports Kebab every Friday at 930. You can follow him on Twitter at Jared GC. That's J-A-R-R-E-T-T-G-C. Not Jared. Jared. 
Jarrett. Jarrod. Yeah. People who hate me, just like Michael Bidwell, they can't spell my name. Yeah. Nor do they care to. Right. <laughs> we got some final thoughts heading into the weekend right uh, around the corner. It's Bickley and Murata mornings with Tim Ring in for Bick today here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. times about the year-end list. Started the show with my feeling old about the year-end list. Sarah, to your point, I have heard this song. Yep. This is the one that I thought you would have yes. heard. I've never heard this Steve song. Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. If you watched him on Saturday Night Live, you heard this song. I, I fast-forward through those parts. Uh, don't worry, this is the clean version. <laughs> but this was number one on the Ringer's list of the songs. The bangers. Mine? <laughs> or the Ringer website. The Ringer website. Uh-huh. TimRinger.com. By the way, did they check with you before they registered that they did domain? Not. I, you should have registered that, man. I should have. They didn't even Bill ask Simmons. me to work there. You have some of that sweet, sweet Bill Simmons money right now. <laughs> That's right. Why is it named that anyway? The Ringer. I don't know. Why was it called Grantland before? Well, that was named because it was named after some sports writer. Yes, Grantland Rice. Yeah. Well, maybe this is named after you, Tim. Maybe it's if you wanted to honor this guy in Phoenix who says some stuff. Uh, I do like this song, by the way. Yeah. Steve Lacey, Bad Habit, the clean version. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, a little daily dose of video trivia for you. And uh, you're piggybacking off of something Jared asked in social studies about okay. decades of music. My choice was the 80s. So your uh, Vinny Joe trivia question today is, can you name the four artists who had more than seven number one, seven or more number one hits in the decade of the 80s? Michael Jackson. From the Billboard Hot 100. Michael Jackson uh, was first overall. He had nine number one hits. Madonna. Madonna had seven. Prince? Prince had four. Did not make the cut. Uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Excellent. Seven. Good job. Garth Brooks. No, nah, that was no. the lower 90s. No, don't snap at me. What a terrible <laughs> guess, Tim. <laughs> Unbelievable. Trash take. Bye, Tim. <laughs> Fine. Elvis Presley. Mm, that's a tough one. George Gershwin. Seven. Dorsey and his orchestra. The Andrew Sisters. Seven. Is, it, is the other one a band or an artist? Mm. That's the trick. That's Ooh. the rub, if you will. Is it Bon Jovi? He did it with both. He oh. did it as part of a band and as a solo artist. Bruce Springsteen? No. Paul McCartney? No. Oh, that's such a good guess, though. He was a drummer. Phil Collins. Phil Collins oh. is the correct answer. He also had seven number one. How about Susu that? Susu Studio was number one? I, think, I can't I think so. I think so. Awful. Uh, speaking of future number one hits, what could possibly go wrong? The Philadelphia Eagles are one-upping the Chicago, the 1985 Chicago Bears, who famously during the season cut the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl shuffle. shuffle. They went on to win the Super Bowl. It was nominated for Grammys, by the way. Not a good uh, 80s song. The Philadelphia Eagles have recorded a Christmas album. Have you heard album? This? Yes. A whole, a whole album. album. A seven-song album of Christmas songs. 
And you know, I was like, this has got to be terrible. Listen to this version of Blue Christmas by Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. I got two words for you. Nilly, vanilla. <laughs> There's no way that's wow. that. Wow. <laughs> that's an accusation right there. So I'm sure that's really good. That's, fans if, will be downloading that. If that is them, that's really good. Good, good on them. Uh, and you remember uh, 10 years ago? Grinnell College, their basketball team. Scored a lot of points. Scored a lot of points. They had one kid named Jack Taylor who broke the record. He scored 138 points in one game. Uh, They're at it again. Last night they had a win where they scored 124 points as a team and went 40 of 111 from the floor. All of them were three-pointers. Every shot was a three-pointer, and I think they shot like six free throws. Not one two-point shot was made. That's a... Certainly a style. It's an analytics uh, <laughs> yes, college. It is. That's going to do it for us on this Friday. Tim, it was a real pleasure working with you this week. Thank, Thank you so much. Fun, guys. Thank you so much Anytime. for sitting in. The great Tim Ring. Plug that podcast again real quick. Arizona Football Daily. There you go. With Apple Mike and Spotify are where you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks to Bob Snows and Kellen Olsen for joining us. Wolf and Luke are up next. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. We leave you with this. What was it called before the Walter Payton Man of the Year? said several different awards. The Walter Camp Award, I believe. For a brief period of time, it was the O.J. Simpson Man of the Year. They had to change that. Can't ignore it, Zach. The ball, Zach, stop it will not ignore it. Zach, you son of a... <laughs> stop ignoring it. So, social... Social study. It is difficult to wake the mouth up at this hour. Need your heart out, Sarah. Sarah, you've been wally pipped. Cried Brad Maxwell. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a reboot, I can tell you I don't have any hot takes. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that I've acquired over very long career skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. What is the deal with the Phoenix Suns? I mean, really. Outrageous, outstanding, outlandish. <laughs> Egregious, preposterous. You give me one coffee drink around that jury? You're going to be a rich man. Love that kid. Love that kid. Five-tool player. Can run, throw, hit with power. Horned frog. Coach's kid, Jim Rad. We got some fresh Angus. <laughs> Steve, Kobe Bellinger's here. Bellinger backwards is regular. <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> I gotta get home. It's happy hour, baby. I gotta get a crown of soda, baby. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. No. Dilly, no. dilly. Dilly, dilly. What you talking about, Tim? What Ma- you talking about, Willis? My gums. <laughs> They're cut. My spine. It's contused. It was a foggy day, babe. Felt like I was in the Bay Area, babe. Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you're only gonna need the edge. After one month and 14 games. Brock. Purdy from Prairie. Oh, You're right. Laker loving ass out of here. A lot of beef. Are you talking to me? Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? My baby <laughs> oh, takes no. the morning train. Oh. 
Sandra Day O'Clobber. Penny Dykstra. Soggy Sack Jones. Frunk. 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 If Luca a hoe, the sun's a garden. Chokes on the carrot. Shut up, you whiny pudge. He had a procedure on his on his, on his butt. Local murderer drives off cliff. <laughs> I don't need any socks anyway, Jared. Isn't that weird? The 49ers have one quarterback named Purdy and one quarterback who is Purdy. The password is Makeda. The butts are not a fan of you. He's a stupid man. So bad. It's so unoriginal. I hate it. He's a sports radio talk show dream. <laughs>